Well, I'm glad you guys have, have joined us this, this morning. Um, I'm excited you chose to, to be here with us. For those of you that don't know, you might know I'm Pastor David Anderson. I am the lead pastor at North Hills Baptist Church just up the hill. We meet normally in that building up there on the uh, west side of Highway 85 every Sunday morning. Uh, what, a, what a great day for a baptism. There was a seven-year-old who was, uh, who was baptized and uh, with tears streaming down his mom's face as she watched him come up out of the water, she went over to get him out of the, the pool and uh, asked him if he felt any different. And he said, yeah, mom, I do, he replied. Now I have water up my nose. Well, this morning, uh, contrary to some other mornings, we are going to talk and focus specifically on baptism itself. First of all, uh, what is it? And, and second, why on earth would we want to get baptized? And in order to understand that, we're first going to look at Jesus' baptism. Yes, Jesus was baptized, and then we're going to look at our own, at our own baptism. So what, what difference did it make that Jesus was baptized? And why did Jesus even get baptized? Have you ever, have you ever thought about that? Why did Jesus get baptized? And then what does baptism mean for me and for you? Uh, well, here's what the Bible says about baptism. And if you brought your Bible, if you, or you have a Bible app on your phone, uh, turn to Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3. And I'm going to read verses 13 through 17. Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized, baptized by John. Now, this is John the Baptist. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. And then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. So before Jesus started his ministry, before he ever preached a sermon, before he ever did any miracles... Before he was crucified on the cross, he went to John the Baptist and said, John, you need to baptize me. Jesus, needing to be baptized, obviously seemed unnecessary, especially to John. John's like, uh, he tried to stop him. He said, Jesus, you got this backwards. You should be baptizing me. But Jesus insisted that this needed to be done, that it was proper. So John obeyed, John baptized him. And when Jesus stepped out of the water, he then stepped into his ministry here on the earth. You see, baptism is an important step that a disciple takes to step into the water of baptism. Now, what was baptism all about anyway? Uh, I kind of feel like we all sort of have some kind of idea what baptism is, regardless of, of, uh, of what uh, denomination we come from or, or how... Uh, we're even how much information we even have about Christianity uh, or religion in general. Um, the Greek word baptizo, which is translated baptism in the New Testament, means to plunge, to drown. Mind you, we're not going to do that today. Or to immerse. That's what the Greek word baptizo means. 
And the Bible says that John baptized people for the repentance of sin. But then that makes you wonder, well, Jesus didn't have any sin, so why on earth was Jesus baptized? Well, Jesus being baptized was one of the ways that he identified with us, with, with sinful humanity. And just as Jesus did not die for his own sins, he did not get baptized for his own sin either. Now, the bat, we're going to see in just a few moments that our baptism today is different than John's baptism. Our baptism today isn't for the remittance of sin. It is for a different reason. Jesus was baptized to show us the way. It, it was uh, one of many models that Jesus gave us to follow. You know, there's nothing worse than somebody saying or, or either saying to us out loud. Now, we would never say this out loud, but we do it with our actions all the time. Do as I say, not as I do. Have you ever known somebody that that was kind of the attitude that they took? Some parents, unfortunately, do this. I think all of us as parents have done this one time or another in our life. Do as I say, not as I do. Um, that's not how Jesus uh, modeled life for us. Jesus once said that he did not come to abolish the law, but he came to fulfill it. So Jesus came, he, he didn't get baptized to abolish baptism. Um, he came to give it a fuller meaning. A fuller meaning than baptize, bat, being baptized for the remission of sin. Um, the meaning that we have today is basically death to sin. Uh, in Jesus, we are purified from our sin and made righteous in God's eyes. In Jesus, that occurs, not in anything else that we do. Being resurrected into a whole new life, that comes from Jesus. Baptism is a symbol of going to the grave like Christ. It represents death to our sin. Being washed over by the water represents our being covered over by the blood of Jesus. And then, of course, coming up out of the water represents our being resurrected into a new and eternal life. That's what baptism means for us. Now, when Jesus came up out of the water, he was revealed for who he truly was. Look again at Matthew chapter 3, this time verses 16 and 17 specifically. As, as soon as Jesus was baptized, it says, he went up out of the water. So he came up out of the water, maybe onto the shore. He'd already been, he'd already been immersed. At that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him, and a voice from heaven saying, This is my Son, whom I love, with him, I am well pleased. So when, when Jesus publicly obeyed the Father by getting baptized, the Father recognizes Jesus as his son. Um, look at what God says. There's three things that God says about his son Jesus in that moment. He says, first of all, this is my son. And then he says, I love him. And then he says, I'm pleased with him. This is my son, I love him, I'm pleased with him. And I believe God does the same, says the same three things when we are baptized. You are my son or daughter. You are a Christ follower. You have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You are my son or daughter. And I love you. I love you so much. And I've demonstrated that to you. And then he says, and I think he says, I'm pleased with you. 
So a question for you this morning is, have you ever been baptized? Have you ever publicly declared your faith in Jesus Christ? God the Father is pleased with us when we're obedient to this simple yet very loud and very symbolic step, just as Jesus was. Now, when Jesus was baptized, it was a symbol of his coming, death, and resurrection. And that's exactly what it means today. It is a representation of his death and resurrection. Baptism is a symbol of the truth that we are not only cleansed from our sin, but we are what the Bible calls dead to our sin. We're dead to it. Romans chapter 6, verses 2, 3, and 4 describe it this way. We are those who have died to sin. Paul's talking about Christ followers, believers. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So when we go under the water, it symbolizes that we have died, that we have been buried with Christ. Baptism is also a symbol of burial. And when we come up out of the water, it symbolizes that we have been raised with Christ. Raised with Christ into a whole new life. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 in the New Living Translation says it like this. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. It's that change that Bob was talking about because of the name of Jesus and what Jesus did for us. That's the meaning of baptism. And now you're, you're wondering, I've got four points in my notes here. If you brought a pen and you were planning on taking notes this morning, I want to look at four reasons, four reasons why you and me and all of us who are disciples of Jesus ought to be baptized. First of all, we ought to be baptized because Jesus demonstrated it. He modeled it for us. Jesus never commands us to, to do something he wasn't willing to do himself. His being baptized demonstrated to us what we should do as well. The second reason we need to be baptized is because Jesus commanded it. Jesus commanded that all of his followers should be baptized. We find this in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Jesus says this, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. According to the words of Jesus, we are to baptize those who follow Christ. It's something that he commanded all of us who are disciples to do. It's an act of obedience. 1 John 2, 3, 1 John chapter 2, verse 3 says, We know that we have come to know him, Jesus, if we keep his commands. He's commanded it to us. And we are to obey him. Obedience to the commands of Jesus is evidence that we are truly his follower. And this includes baptism. So first of all, Jesus demonstrated it. Second, before he ascended into heaven, he commanded it. The third reason to be baptized is that baptism is your public statement that you belong to Jesus Christ. Now, baptism doesn't make us a believer. But the Bible never, ever says 
that a requirement for salvation is baptism. Baptism doesn't save us. It is an outward symbol of an inward reality. It's something we do on the outside that speaks to what has happened already on the inside. I know I use this illustration all the time, but it's like the wedding ring that I have on. The fact that, that I put a ring on my ring finger does not make me married. What made me married was standing up in our church on that stage before my wife and me surrendering myself to her for the rest of my life. That commitment that I made on that stage is what made me married. This ring then, simply but very loudly, is a symbol to everyone around who comes into contact with me that I'm married. Sorry, ladies, I'm off the market. Y'all you, you just look too serious. I needed to do something about it in that. So I, I'm intended to take this off. I don't ever take this off. So if I take this off and I put it on the sink at home and I go throughout my day, does that mean that I'm not married? Of course not, because it's not the ring that made me married. It was the commitment that I made. Just as it's our surrendering our life to Jesus Christ and trusting him that, that brings us in to the family of God, not baptism, but baptism is one of those things that is an outward expression to public, for, for public acknowledgement that we are a Christ follower. It's our declaration to the whole world of our salvation. Think about it. When, when you're getting to know somebody, what is, I, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but one of the first things I do when I observe people out in public is I, if I see a couple together, I will look to see if either one of them have a, a wedding ring on. And then, and then I start making up their life story in my head, right? Well, they're not married, they're living together. Or, well, they're, 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 uh, they're just dating. Or, I don't know, they're just friends out for a night on the town. Who knows? But, but when I see a couple or I see a single person, uh, a person standing alone, and they have a ring on their ring finger, my assumption is that they're married. Now, being a married person, that does not change anything as to how I look. If I were a single person and I thought they were kind of cute, that might mean maybe I should go talk to this person, right? It's a symbol. Uh, there was a little boy and he came up to the pastor one time and he said, Pastor, when can I get advertised? And... Uh, that's kind of cute, right? But, and it's actually kind of true. You know, when we get baptized, we're advertising to everyone else around us that we are a Christ follower. Um, it's an advertisement. And if you haven't been baptized, I hope that it's not because you're ashamed of Jesus. You know, I get, I understand that there are people that have grave fears of water and, and, you know, with, with the younger children, we always try to make sure that they truly, really do understand the meaning of what they're, the decision that they have made, that they're not just 
you know, being pressured by mom or dad, or they think this is something that you should do. We want to make sure that they truly do understand it. Um, but, but my hope is that you haven't uh, been baptized because you're ashamed of Jesus or, or that you want to somehow keep your relationship with him a secret. Jesus says some very strong words in Luke chapter 9, verse 26, in regards to that. He said, whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the son of man will be ashamed of them when he comes into his glory and in the glory of the father and of the holy angels. He says that if we are ashamed of him in front of the world, he's going to be ashamed of us in front of the father. I mean, I didn't say that. He said that. Those are serious words. And baptism is a way to tell the world that we are not ashamed of Jesus. It says, I love Jesus with all my heart. Now, again, let me ask you, have you been baptized since Jesus saved you? Because sometimes people might get baptized. Maybe they were baptized as an infant, for instance, which we don't uh, believe in here, but they were baptized as an infant. Um, they didn't have the opportunity to make that willful decision to be baptized because they believed in, in Jesus Christ. Um, won't you consider it? In the Bible... In the Bible, it seems that people were almost immediately baptized after they were saved. Um, it was just an automatic thing. Acts chapter 8, verse 12 says, But when they believed, Philip, as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. And Acts chapter 16, verse 33 says that in the middle of the night, the jailer and his family believed, then immediately he and all his household were baptized. In Acts chapter 18, it says that when the Corinthians heard Paul preach about the good news, that even a Jewish religious leader, Crispus was his name, verse 8, Acts chapter 18, Crispus, the synagogue leader, and his entire household believed in the Lord, and many of the Corinthians who heard Paul believed and were baptized. Believing and baptism go together. In Acts chapter 8, we see the first African who became a believer. If you have your Bible still out, turn to Acts chapter 8. This African was an Ethiopian religious leader. Acts chapter 8, beginning in verse 35. Then Philip began with that very passage of Scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As, as they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? Now, if you're following along in your Bible, you might notice that verse 37 is possibly missing. It goes right from verse 36 to verse 38. Um, for those of you who aren't following along in your Bible, you're just going to have to trust me on this. It does. It just goes from, do I see any, anybody looking in their Bible? Can you see it? It goes right from verse 36 to, to verse 38. Sarah? Yes. yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Now, some of the reason they skipped that is because some of the old, old original manuscripts that they have, the most original ones that they have, verse 37 wasn't in there. So when the most modern English translators translated this to English, they left out that what seemed to have been added later, and they put it down at the bottom as a footnote. They put verse 37 down as a footnote. Um, Basically, what this means is that those reading this in the original manuscripts would have assumed 
that the eunuch had trusted Christ, that he had believed in him as, as his Lord, because only then would he be baptized. But later they felt that maybe it might be necessary to make sure people knew for sure that that's what the eunuch believed. So they added verse 37. And this is what verse 37 says. Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. Essentially, you may be baptized. And the eunuch answered, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And then verse 38, and he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. We see in the New Testament and in the New Testament church, that there was never much delay between believing and baptism. On the day of, of Pentecost, it says 3,000 were baptized that day. When people came to faith in Jesus Christ, it was immediate. Their next step was to publicly be baptized. So let's review the first three. We should be baptized because Jesus demonstrated it. He was baptized. We, should, we ought to be baptized because Jesus commanded it. Number three, because it's our public statement that we belong to Christ. And there's a fourth reason to be baptized. Baptism, baptism isn't just a symbol of our salvation. It's also a symbol of our incorporation. Incorporation. In other words, my baptism says that I'm a part of the body of Christ. I'm a member of the family of God. My baptism says I'm not just a believer. I'm also a belonger. Did you hear that? I, I'm not just a believer. I'm also a belonger. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, and then verse 27 says this, For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. So my baptism says that I am a part of the global church, the wonderful family of God. And that family is going to go on forever and ever and ever and ever. It's my initiation, my incorporation. It's my identification into the family of God. Now, what does it take to be baptized? There's one qualification in the Bible. You must believe. You must believe that Jesus Christ is who he said he was, the Son of God. He died for your sins and he rose again from the grave. So let me ask you a question. Do you believe? Have you believed? If you've never settled this issue, or if you've always maybe had doubts, Maybe, maybe you have been a church member your entire life, yet you, you still have those moments where you wonder, is, is, is my faith real? Is that thing that I did long ago? And I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a relationship with Jesus Christ. A relationship. Ask yourself, do I really have a personal relationship with Jesus? Have I stepped across the line? Do I know for sure that if I were to die tonight, that I would immediately be in heaven? Well, if you aren't sure, you absolutely can be. You can know for sure right now. The most well-known verse in the Bible, that's why football games are so spiritual, 
Because the sign's always in the end zone, right? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes will not perish but have eternal life. That's the greatest promise in the Bible. Another passage that explains how we can be sure of our salvation is Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10. That if you declare with your mouth, in other words, if you publicly confess Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will. Not might, not maybe, not, eh, you know, we'll see in the end. You will, Paul says, be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. It's the truth of God's word, not our feelings, that we need to rely on. Notice that it doesn't say you could be saved. It doesn't say you might be saved. It says you will be saved. And isn't that good news? You could know for sure right now. And, and, and you could do that right now by confessing that Jesus is the Lord of your life, by confessing the reality that's happening in the very depth of your life. Because when we confess with our mouth, it's really a form of prayer. It's, it's communicating to the Father what is humbly happening in our hearts. Now, I'm going to lead us in a prayer this morning. And, and how you communicate with God could sound something like this. It's not some sort of magical thing. It's not some sort of incantation that you got to say exactly right in the right order. And if you don't, it doesn't work doesn't work that way it's not if if they're just words we've all said that right you can trust me I promise you we've said those words without meaning them before this is this is a reality of your heart what you say out loud is what you believe in your heart and I want to remind you, it's not words of a prayer that save, it's Jesus that saves us. And, and in our confession, we humbly admit and surrender our life from this day forward. So if you've never settled this issue before and you sense that the Holy Spirit is drawing you, you're like, man, I can't believe Pastor Dave talked about this this morning. I really needed to hear this. That's the Holy Spirit drawing you, drawing your heart in. And won't you pray with me right now? Let's pray. Dear Jesus, I want to confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are who you say you are. I believe that you are the Son of God and I believe that you came to earth to show me how much God loves me. I believe that you surrendered yourself to death on the cross for me and that you rose from the dead on the third day, proving that you are in fact God. I confess right now my attempt to be the Lord over my own life. I need your help, but I wanna surrender my life to you. I confess my sins, all of my unrighteousness. And I believe that you will do just as 
you promised and that when you return or I die, that I will spend eternity in heaven with you. Thank you for adopting me into your family, Lord Jesus, and help me to love you and love others as I continue in my relationship with Jesus from this day forward. And Lord Jesus, help me also to follow you in faith and obedience to be baptized, to make a public statement that I am I'm not ashamed to call you my Lord and Savior. And so I ask this humbly and in faith, in the name of Jesus, amen. Now think about it. If, if you communicated to the Lord just now that you believe in him for the first time ever, and it was more than just uttering words by communicating with humility in your heart, your faith in Jesus, I, I want to welcome you to the family of God. It's, a, it's an adventure. It's a wonderful life. It's not a bowl of cherries, because life is life. But oh, to have Jesus walking and guiding and leading and the Holy Spirit shining a light before us is a wonderful thing. Now, as the worship team comes up here, if you, uh, if you did pray this morning to receive Christ, I want you to tell someone, a friend, a neighbor, uh, a mom or a dad, uh, maybe write it on a connect card or email or text message the church. Well, you can't text message the church. Me. Um, you could text message me. And there's a reason for that, mainly so that we can begin to pray for you and to support you. As I said last week in church, we have, we have some great materials we'd love to get in your hands so that you could begin to read what it's like to to be on this journey with Jesus Christ. So let us know. It is a great adventure being, uh, an adventure being a follower and disciple of Jesus. The second step that you can take is telling everyone else by being baptized. Now, I know you, you might be thinking to yourself, and, and maybe, maybe you've been kind of, man, you've been wrestling with this baptism thing for, for a while now, and, and you just to hear another message on baptism, you're like, really God, what are, you, what are you asking me? Maybe, maybe you didn't come today planning on getting wet, but you could leave wet. I think that would be a great thing. Um, if, if after we baptize those who we have already visited with you, you have decided, you know what, I don't wanna let another day go today. Is gonna, today's gonna be the day. I'm gonna be baptized today. Um, let us know, and we'll baptize you.